Where the hell have I been? That's a hard word to pronounce. And tasty gay subtexts in our TV and movies. All of this and so much more on the newest episode of Contrary Gardens. Contrary. I'm back, I'm back. It's Mary Tishbein back with Contrary Gardens, your favorite podcast, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what else you listen to. I hope you listen to all the great podcasts that are out there. One of them is Catherine Maloney's. It's out there. Search for Catherine Maloney. It is called Hash Wednesdays. It's uh, Catherine and her cousin Mary getting high and talking about saints. It's pretty funny. I think they'll enjoy it. That is not what this is, though. This is Contrary Gardens. Mary Tishbein speaking her mind about shit that's going on. So, let's get right to it, shall we? Three topics, as always. First topic. Where the hell have I been? I'll tell you where I've been. I've been busy. That's where I've been. I've been not doing the podcast because I didn't really have what I thought was proper permission from the union I joined. SAG-AFTRA last year at Screen Actors Guild. Remember that? That was pretty exciting. I joined the Screen Actors Guild because I'm going to be a big famous actress now. (laughs) What's important about content is that if uh, I don't think it's funny, why would I think you would think it's funny? (laughs) Going to be a famous actress. Anyway, join the Screen Actors Guild. I, I appreciate all of you who have faith in me. I appreciate it. Because I often don't have faith in me, but I I know I'm funny. I have that. I don't know if I'm a great actress, but I know I'm funny, and that's important. I joined the Screen Actors Guild. I don't want to do anything that's not following the rules that they lay out. There's a few. The main one is don't do non-union work unless the proper things are done to make it okay. So I did the proper things, made it okay. So now I can do this podcast, and it's kind of... It's not sanctioned, it's not approved, it's not endorsed, it's allowed. I think that's the best way to put it. Let's put that topic to bed. No need to continue talking about that. Gonna put my foot in my mouth, so I'm moving on. Next topic, words I still can't pronounce. I was having a conversation at work last week, and I tried to use the word hyperbole. I know how to pronounce hyperbole. I think it was 10 or 15 years ago, I finally learned how to pronounce it, and I was pretty excited that I learned how to pronounce it. So I probably haven't said it in a while. So I was talking about somebody being a little dramatic in the workplace. What? What? That's unheard of. That's insane. It happened. So anyway, I tried to use the word to describe it, and I said hyperbole. Yes, which is not... Um, how you pronounce hyperbole, it's just, oh, it was embarrassing. It's okay. The, the, the friend of mine who I was talking to corrected me, which was nice. I did need that to happen. There's other words. I tried to talk about somebody who was a very, very active reader of books, and I called them a ferocious reader. It's voracious. <sighs> yeah, I know. I tell you. So, so, so sometimes you learn words by reading them and you don't say them out loud and you don't hear them. So we shouldn't make fun of people who use words that they learned by reading. 
because at least they're reading. It's fine. Hey, Mary, move on. Well, I do want to just, as a, as a little uh, footnote on that topic, my slogan when I did comedy that I put on my website and stuff, my slogan was Mary Tishbein Comedy. Words have power. Mine make you laugh. Well, sometimes words are hard to pronounce. It's important to remember. So, you know, once again, just another reminder. It's a good idea to take a beat, to take a pause, to check in with yourself before you say stuff out loud. One of the lessons I have to continually learn because I just keep talking. Third topic, I'm pretty excited. My God, we're just pushing through these topics. Third topic, pretty big. You know how um, I came out when I was older? Oh, you don't know that story? Oh, oh my God, it's such a long story. Anyway, point is, I came out when I was older. 37, 36, 37. That's, that's old. So when I, um, did come out, uh, there was still kind of a, um, I'm going to use the word wrong. Was there a dearth of content for gay people? Am I using that right? Dearth? Sounds right to me, but someone will let me know if it's wrong. There wasn't a lot of content specifically geared to the gay folk, the LGBTQIA plus community. I couldn't find a lot. So I would kind of make it up based on the heteronormative shows I was watching. I would go and look. Now, I mean, there's the easy ones. Like if you want to go back a little bit, Joe on Facts of Life pinged the gaydaw. No? Little? Maybe? Yeah, no, Joe was a lesbian. So that was an easy one. Uh, Sometimes you'd have to just kind of say, hey, Xena and that other chick that hangs out with her. Seems to be a little tension there. Maybe, maybe there's a little something going on. Maybe there isn't. What is it? We don't know. We don't know. Look, I've always been a huge fan of unrequited love. Apparently, it's my love language. I know at work, they think my love language is buying office supplies for people. And everyone gets to believe whatever they want about me. Like Catherine Hepburn said, I don't care what people write about me as long as it's not true. Back to Unrequited Love on season four of Stranger Things, which if you haven't watched it yet, fast forward a minute and a half. The character Will, who is gay, subtext, is in love with the character Mike, who's not gay. So we enjoy, my brethren, enjoy watching shows like that because we kind of like, ooh, look what's going on. So it was kind of obvious this season, but it wasn't said out loud. The producers decided to confirm it with an article and say, yep, Will's gay. Well, what's the fun in that? Come on. What are you, what are you doing? It's, it's not a subtext anymore. Boo. Okay. Spoiler over. Back to the conversation. The point is not always easy to find content that is relatable when you're a late in life lesbian. It's there. I can find it now. There's lots more now. I don't I don't run to it though. I don't go looking for it. I've watched a bunch of uh uh recent gay material, lesbian. And it just oh my god, it's the same story. It's the same story over and over again. Why do we gotta keep telling the same story? Why why can't we come up with something new and fresh? And in the in the nineties and the aughts there was a, a slip 
I can say aughts, right? You know what I mean? Like from 2000 to 2009, New Year's Eve that night, that was the aughts. It's probably my pronunciation. It's the numbers before the tens. Fuck it. We're in the roaring twenties now, right? Boom, boom. Where was I? I was talking about um, what happened on television in the 90s and the early aughts, which was when I was coming to realize that I was a lesbian, I was I was coming out to myself and to others. If there was a lesbian on a show, she'd get a girlfriend, one of them would get pregnant, and then they would die. That was, that was just, they did that like 20 times on a bunch of different shows. ER, other ones, I can't, <laughs> Google it. It was so frustrating to watch. You finally got two characters that you kind of like and they got together and isn't that great? No, one of them has to die or both of them have to die. They must be punished. The moral police won't stand for it. No lesbians, unless it's straight man porn. Don't get me started. Anyway, I prefer the subtext. I think it's more fun. We get to just kind of make it up as we go along what we think the story is going to be. It's always a good time. Have you not done that? That's okay. You don't have to. There's plenty of fanfic. I can I can help you. Just, you know, Law and Order SVU alone. It's kind of more fun to watch a show with a bunch of heteronormative characters and then kind of be like, oh, those, I think those two are getting together over there. Look at that. There's something going on over there. It's fun. It's kind of fun to imagine that that's, you know, what what's happening on a show. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it is. It's not, it's not, um, hard to find if you go looking for it. That's my point. Sometimes there are Easter eggs that you find that weren't put there by anybody. You just made it up. One of the fun things about art and culture is you get to interpret it and glean what you want from a show or a movie or a series or a piece of art or an article or a book. You get to read it and interpret it the way you want. And the same thing actually happened in comedy. I'll give an example. I would tell a joke. I would think it's funny for one reason. People would then let me know that it was funny for four or five other reasons, and usually one of them was dirty, and that's why people laughed. I wasn't always um, using uh, my comedy to be dirty. I wasn't trying to be dirty. It wasn't the intent. It was an un... No, it wasn't unfortunate. It was a fortunate coincidence, fortunate uh, uh, result of me just talking. Sometimes it's dirty. Sometimes I do it on purpose. Sometimes I don't. That's what she said. What are you going to do? Sometimes it's, some, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. I probably have to like pay somebody because I said that. I don't know. But I do know this. Go put a topper on that coffee. It's time for a break. I'll be right back. Got your coffee? Good. Now back to Contrary Gardens. Anyway, that was my three topics. But I do want to mention that I had an accident recently. And you may have heard about it from me. Because I told everybody, um, I'm fine. Let me open with, I'm fine. I have no residual effect from this accident. It wasn't in a car. I was walking up six steps. I know. I hear it, too. It sounds pathetic. So we have a loading dock at work. There's a, there's a little staircase. I was walking up the staircase with a friend of mine. Hi, Chelsea. We were walking up the steps on the way into work in the morning. My foot kind of got stuck on the top step. And I stumbled forward. And usually when I do that, I catch myself and I'm okay. This time I didn't catch myself. And I landed on the brick wall that's about five or six feet away from the top step. Now, where I landed was not on the ground. I didn't go down. I went down on one knee, like Kaepernick. 
and I basically landed with my forehead, my right, the right side of my forehead hit the brick wall at a pretty good pace and my right wrist hit the brick wall. Luckily, I had a smartwatch on which absorbed the entire hit and was shattered, but then insurance replaced it. Also, shout out to Moggy. Thank you for buying me an Apple watch because I feel smarter just because it's on my wrist. My glasses luckily protected the rest of my face because they had a bad scrape and the glasses broke. So I was able to get those replaced as well through the insurance. Work is comp. It works. Point is, I'm fine. Had a goose egg. Went to the ER and the ambulance. <laughs> this is my Mary's first ambulance ride. Woo-woo. Lori and I flipped each other the bird through the window because my friends and I flip each other off. See, that's um, not something everybody does, but we do. <laughs> so I'm fine. I worried a lot of people. I got out of work for three days. I had a bump on my head, went to the doctor a bunch. Sorry, I cut myself off in the hospital story. Went in the ambulance to the hospital. They did an MRI, all clear. Went home, all good, no problem. I'm fine. So don't worry about me. I'm good. But I just wanted to share that I did have that happen to me. And it was weird to like have an accident like that because it was kind of my own fault. Hence the word accident. But it kind of pissed me off. And now I'm kind of more careful on stairs because, uh uh-oh, that could happen again. You know, long story short, watch your step. Take your time. Hold the railing. Hold the railing. Hold the railing. Okay, that's done. I took care of that. We took care of all the business of our three topics. I told you why we're back. Just me, not we. Just me. Just me. (laughs) Making the point. I'm doing this alone because I really am. I don't know who I'm defending myself to or from. I don't know if you heard that, but there was thunder outside. Because I live in Florida and it's the afternoon in July. So there's thunder outside. So what I want to do now is just remind you guys that you're all very important to me. I see you guys. I hear you guys. I want to mention all of your names, but I'm going to forget a bunch of them. But I do want to definitely give a shout out to Kara. I see you, Kara. Donna, I know you guys are having a blast out there on the other side of the world. I love you guys. I thank you for listening. I thank the rest of you for listening. And here's just a real quick plug plug to remember. If you're having a hard time, if life's challenging, if you're a little depressed, if you're human and cognizant and sentient in 2022, you may need a little help. You may need a little hand up mentally. It, it, laundry's done. (laughs) Funny how it's uh, like a little, 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 um, Dingy ding ding. I wasn't expecting that to happen. The point is, if you need help and you need an ear and you don't have anybody, I've given you guys my number. You can call me. There's a fallback, though. If I'm asleep or you can't reach me or you forgot my number and you have nobody and you're feeling down and out and you're having trouble and you can't pull yourself up, we are all having a hard time right now across the board. Everybody. They've done an amazing thing. I mentioned it in an earlier podcast. The National Suicide Hotline is no longer a long number that you can't remember. It is now 988. 
As of today, July 16th, 2022, if you're feeling like you need someone to listen because you can't find a way out, you can't find the rope and you're deep in that hole, you can't find a light switch and it is fucking dark, pick up your phone, dial 988. They're there. They're ready to listen. Please write it down somewhere. 988. So easy to remember. 988 if you're feeling like you need someone to listen because you're running out of options and you don't know what to do. Job, I don't know, but we got this number for us. I love you guys. It's time to get back to work. I got laundry to finish up. Please, please, please go find someone to give you a hug. That is your responsibility and assignment for this week. I love you. Take a multi. Be safe. See you next week. Contrary. Contrary.